0: My first event uh was a wedding. It wasn't good it wasn't pretty to this day, probably one of the most stressful days you know of of my life How
1: did the d j career start
0: so I've been doing this about uh eighteen years now, but i'm going to say as a legitimate business about ten you know i before I just kind of you know dabbling here and there, but about ten years i've been doing kind of what you see on the day-to-day online and stuff like that so um back in god it's probably almost 15 20 years ago um my brother who's a dj um one morning by the name so it was just dj bry his name is brian um he has a family now. He's kind of moved on to other things. So little sister has kind of fallen into the footsteps. But like I said, this, nice. is, this is a wild story. So I actually never wanted to be a DJ, believe it or not. It mm-hmm. was never written in the cards. It's never something I aspired to be. But obviously being around my brother who did it, you know, it was kind of his first, um, you know, job, so to speak. He worked for a multi-op. So he just would pick up events here and there. And of course, me being around him, you know, little sister wanting to, you know, dig in his fire CD collection. Right. And, um, you know, just play with things, you know, I kind of picked up little things here and there, but it was never, you know, the vision of mine. So anyway, uh, one morning we hear a really loud crash in our upstairs, um, of our house and my family and I run upstairs and we find my brother, uh, unconscious on the floor and he had fallen into his closet doors, which is what the loud crash we heard was. Um, we obviously had no idea what was going on. So just to kind of quell everybody's anxiety, he lived. Um, we found out he was an undiagnosed type one diabetic, um, no. but we never suspected it because he was like 20, 22 years old at the time, you know, so it was just kind of weird. So any which way, we obviously call for ambulatory services. Uh, he's whisked off to the ICU because at the time we had no idea if he was dead or alive. Like we didn't realize it was a diabetic coma. Um, But he was actually getting ready for a wedding that day. Now, I was only, I don't know, 15 or 16 at the time, I I even had my learner's permit, like I wasn't even even legally able to drive, you know, at the time. And we're also talking about a time where Again, CD collections, these big, bulky case logic cases. And you had, you know, the catalog with the binder to flip through to tell you what was on what CD. You know, it wasn't like, you Absolutely. know, beat source. You just type it in and boom, there you got it, you know. Um, and he also had a really heavy passive Bose uh, system. So things no. weren't even powered. So the amps like weighed more than I did, you know, at the time. It just it wasn't as easy as we got it today. Now, um, yeah. So any which way, um, I kind of looked at my dad and I said, dad, you know, he's supposed to be at a wedding. These people have no idea what's going on. And this is actually during a time where even like text messaging was a little cumbersome. Like we had texting then, but it was like, I don't know, 10 cents a text. And it, it wasn't what we know now. So yeah. it wasn't really easy to to get a hold of people. We I had MapQuest directions, like it was before, you know, <laughs> Google Maps and stuff. Dude, I'm telling you, we're old school. We're, we're taking it Absolutely. back here. <laughs> So I said to my dad, I was like, look, let's finish packing the car. Um, Let's go to these people's houses and at least tell them what's going on. Right. They at least deserve to know what happened to my brother. You know, even just out of respect for, you know, his name, that he wouldn't just take their money and and flake out. Like, I at least understood the the gravity of that. Um, So we took the MapQuest directions. My dad uh, helped me finish packing up the car. We um, you know, drive to the, the spot, and we see everybody there, and they're like, "Who is this little girl? And who is this like weird old man? <laughs> like, like who are it's these?"
1: Not our people? DJ. Not who this is hate. this
0: this is not our DJ, dude. Where's my car? You know, like they had no idea what was going on. So, uh, my father and I explained to them, you know, what had happened and that we really didn't have a lot of information, you know, for all we know, he he could be dead right now, but we just wanted to come and do the right thing to let them know, you know, what was up. And I told him, I was like, listen, I'm not a DJ, but I definitely know enough to like hit play. I know what a volume fader is. You know, I have tinkered around his CD collection. Like I know how to find what songs you may want. Um, You know, so I'd be more than willing to do what I can for you today. I'm assuming I would be better than nothing. It's either that or put on a radio and I don't know, a popular radio station on here, star 99.9, you know, like (laughs) put on FM radio or or have nothing. So um, they go, yeah, I mean, if there's no other choice, you know, whatever you can do, you know, please do it. So, my dad and I showed up really extra early again, cause we had no idea how to hook any of this crap up. And it pretty much <laughs> was tr- like trial and error it was like, okay, if this is a round hole and we see a round thing, you stick it in and Did do you right? have sound? <laughs> if you don't put it in the next hole. And if you don't, and we just kept sticking things in holes and connectors and oh, plugging it to like power, <laughs> you know, until stuff actually worked. Um, and we, we figured it out. So, My first event uh, was a wedding after not being a DJ, literally thrown to the fire just to just do the right thing for these people and for, you know, my brother's, you know, reputation. Um, It wasn't good. It wasn't pretty to this day. Probably one of the most stressful days, you know, of of my life. Like now at that time, at the age, I thought of myself as a kid, but, you know, I was a, a younger you know, adult, like I understood what needed to be done. Um, so I just did what I could do. And, and that was it, man. So that was like the roots of DJ Rachel, but wow. it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like, I, <laughs> I didn't want to be a DJ, but here we are like almost 20 years later doing some pretty awesome things. So
1: if you're enjoying the content you're watching right now, and you want to learn how to level up at all your events and create vibes. Well, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. 5165 Fort Apache Road, Unit 175, Las Vegas, Nevada. Tell me about this address.
2: Fort Apache. I don't know nothing about that. Oh, oh, blend. <laughs> <Blend'd-> <laughs> I was like, hold on a minute. Oh, yeah, I, I hit you the, with
1: the address. We couldn't just straight up ask that, but yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> I hated the drive. I live in Henderson, mm. so it was a long drive. But while well, we're at no. it, so. how long yeah. was the
1: drive from? Uh, um,
2: like thirty minutes, something okay. like that. Long drive. That's why I was like, "Florida, Apache." I never go over there. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, the big blessing in my life, Blend DJ Institute. That's where I learned pretty much the whole mechanical end of DJing. Um, honestly, for me, it started, uh, as I was like, kind of like a helper. I would help, uh, this, uh, who was like a Latin DJ at the time. And, uh, he used to carry a lot of speakers, uh, back in the day, back in the early 2000s, I want to say 2004, 2003. And, uh, he used to carry speakers with amplifiers and stuff like that. So I would just go help him out, um, unload and load, and then, uh, eventually help him out, um, hook everything up. Um, it wasn't for a lot of money either. So I think it was like 20, 40 bucks. He should give me a night, okay. and I would just go hook up, you know, his system, whatever. Um, but eventually, you know, it got to a point where like he was just hanging out at the bar, chilling, hanging out while I was playing the music, the CDs and stuff like that. And then uh, eventually, you know, I got tired of it. I was like, oh, I could probably do this on my own. So little by little I started buying like used gear. Um, I start off with uh, CD, CD players, the tabletops. Uh, and then I had like a little small, um, I want to say it was a Gemini mixer, like a two-channel Gemini mixer. And then uh, pretty much start off just like that. And um, the reason I got into it is just because of the love of music, it really wasn't for the money. Um, that just came on later on as, as I got older and I started doing more events. And then uh, it kind of grew up to where I am now.
3: I was, you know, I was attuned to music at a really, really early age, very early age.
0: Mm.
3: So, you know, being in a car seat, well, back in the days was a booster seat. I remember the tunes that was coming out of those speakers in the back seat. Okay. You know what I mean? I remember those tunes. And, you know, that's an era for me. And in the 80s, you know, I was in high school and stuff like that. The golden age of hip hop and everything and how involved I was in hip hop and I was making records, doing beatboxing, you know, like I did a bunch of stuff, you know, what I mean, outside and I didn't really start DJ and DJ until like 86 because I was always, you know, I was always a dancer. That was my main thing. I used to dance and then I used to do some graffiti, right. So in Plainfield, I used to be called Tic Tac because you know I I would do the tick ticking move. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you
1: still be doing it. You still got the dance move.
3: Hey, I mean it's like riding the bike. You know what I mean? Still got it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but got it.
3: it's like you know. But and I and I traded off that knowledge, and I had a boy, my man Twelve Gauge, who at the time was DJ Fresh. He taught me how to DJ. And okay. I taught him how to pop, you know what I mean? Pop and lock and stuff like that. Straight
0: so that's policy. when
3: I started DJing. And I found out that, you know, my whole thing with hip hop was all about how to get women. It was oh. it was a it was a women thing. Okay? okay. It's like I started popping and learning how to dance because there was this talent show. And these dudes was on stage popping and locking, and I'm seeing all these girls screaming. I'm like, "That's
1: it! <laughs> That's the key! That's it!"
3: <laughs> okay, so I started doing that. So mm-hmm. then, when I'm DJing, you know what I mean? I'm seeing all these these butts wiggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, That's
1: that. That's it. And then
3: key. They, you know, and then the music is loud. They got to get all up in your ear. Could you request? Can I get a request song? Yeah, girl. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I was, you know, in Jersey, it was very heavy house. You okay. know what I mean? Even back in the 80s, it was very heavy house music. So I learned how to DJ, you know, hip hop scratching and stuff like that. But then I settled into the whole house scene because that's what the women liked. And how, you know, mm-hmm. I was doing the parties in the basement and I was playing a bunch of house music
1: and it was really, really working for me. Every Monday, 9 a.m., new stories, new episodes from the dopest DJs out there killing it in the game right now, hosted by DJ Reese. Again, check out WeCreateTheVibes.com.